a ragtag team of freedom fighters seek to take down a totalitarian regime by using their supernatural powers as well as the power of friendship. Kooky creatures, elderly masters, and wacky machines abound. Dozens of characters with names and identities and interesting flaws and quirks help and hinder the main character, the chosen one, last of his kind, who will restore balance to all. Today, we answer one question. Will you go penguin sledding with me? We cover Avatar, The Last Airbender. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. And hello to all of our sweet listeners and his sweeties out there. And uh, welcome to what month is it? Is it December? November? I think right it's now? December. <laughs> that chilly bite in the air. Yeah. Welcome to cri- Christmas. Is right. Christmas is the entire month. Uh-huh. Welcome to it. And whatever other holiday solstices you celebrate. Even though, because you can probably tell by the jovial nature of our voices, we're still in October as of this recording because <laughs> yeah. we don't know election results yet. <laughs> it's true. We might, be, depending on what happens, we could be a lot sadder recording uh-huh. this. But That's why we're happy tonight. We are happy tonight. And I'm very happy tonight because we are, we are uh, oh, by the way, this is how Star Wars is it. This is the only podcast. Yeah, chili, Star Wars. We rate things on a scale of one to ten, but not of how good they are, but of how Star Wars uh-huh. they are. And we we did a really good job in that cold open really nailing some of the tropey Star Wars-y things of Avatar. So I think maybe we can wrap this up. Yeah, I think we (laughs) actually are done. So we had a guest, but uh, (laughs) never mind. Sorry, we ran out of time. (laughs) But yeah, I'm very excited because this might be the maybe one of the coolest and most, I don't know, it has a lot of, you could make a lot of analogs between this and Star Wars of anything we've done recently for sure and maybe ever. Yeah. Um, we've been meaning to do it for a while, but it takes me a long time to watch things. But it worked out because we have a guest and uh, uh, a friend and and a listener mm-hmm. of the show who is on the show today. Uh, and we are all in the same studio. <laughs> yeah, we're all sharing uh, one microphone with our mouths yeah, w- very close to one another. <laughs> yeah, we're, we are we are uh, in the theater of the mind. But please, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, Chicago friend, actor, uh, 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 just all around good person. Angela Rack. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Angela. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh my Thank goodness! You Thanks for, for being us. with us. In fact, you know what? Just to kick things off, I I don't know why I was on the How Star Wars Is It Twitter today, but for some reason I was, and I saw a tweet from June of this year from you. It was mentioning the Lay Miz episode, but you mentioned that we should do Avatar. <laughs> Yes, I, I totally forgot about it. And I was like, oh, my God. Since then, we made plans <laughs> with Angela to do Avatar. <laughs> well, and, and Angela, uh, you've we, we've emailed a couple times uh, mm-hmm. the the a good podcast at Gmail dot com. And I think recently, recently the, the, or the most recent email where we kind of started this whole like, oh, you should be on the show. We can do Avatar because you br- I think you brought it up again in that email of like ideas of what to cover. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, 
I'm very excited about it because I just told you guys this, but I literally just finished watching <laughs> the finale like half an hour ago. <laughs> um, and we can kind of go through our, like we like to do this, you know, we'll go through our journeys with the show. So I, as listeners may know, didn't have TV really growing up. So I never <laughs> saw Avatar. Uh, and I started watching it in college with my roommate, but then kind of fell off because I feel like it was something he was doing with his girlfriend and I was just like, around so i only ever saw a few episodes sitting in between them on the couch <laughs> yeah being like why are they what's going on here and i only recently watched it yeah like when it came back on netflix i started watching it and it's i think one of my favorite shows now so i don't have the nostalgia associated with it but it is just a very good show in general yeah so good did you watch it back in the day angela yeah, yeah. no I did not. I similarly did not really watch a lot of TV growing up. Um, mm. and did then, you read books? Oh, did I read books? <laughs> <laughs> I, used ah, I remember to, books. <laughs> uh, growing up, I would uh, grab a sweatshirt and put it under my door to block the light so my parents couldn't tell my light was still on so I could stay <laughs> up and read super late. And that's a pro move. That's a pro strat. You guys can copy <laughs> that, is, that. That is such you... a smarter answer to the, like, you're under your blanket with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. so uncomfortable. That, that's so much easier and smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's a real soccer move, you what know, were... kind of an innovative. <laughs> what were your, like, childhood books um, like, that you were putting your sweatshirt in your door to keep, to, yeah. to allow yourself to read late into the night? I went through big stages. Uh, mm. The Redwall series by Brian yes. Jakes was such yes. a big one. <laughs> Redwall. So good. Holy shit. <laughs> Very. I'm only like sort of tenuously aware of those, but it's like mice oh, who are so knights. Um, yes, basically, yes. But also uh -huh. all animals. Well, all like uh, small oh, okay. animals. So like mice are the heroes of many of them, but then there are also like otters and squirrels and badgers <laughs> and hares and stoats and rats and i was oh, i was great. going to my bookshelf because I, I live in my parents house <laughs> so i was going to the bookshelf to see if there was in, any like redwall books up there but they are probably in storage somewhere else or have been given away a long time ago because i was a huge redwall fan so martin good. the warrior oh my goodness oh, oh my goodness oh so good uh, i can't get over did it. you ever did you ever read any uh, horse books or oh, yeah. dog books? Yes. We talked about that recently. <laughs> yep, yep. I went through a big Black Beauty phase, like read all Me the Black too. Beauty books. Me too. Uh, there was some sort of like the name of the town stable that was like also a series. Mm. And it was about mm. like students who rode horses and read that oh. for a while. I love it. Yeah. But so you didn't. Yeah, I so read you were Captain too... Underpants and Far Side <laughs> Collections. Yes! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Just, that uh, was my yes. reading as a young person. You had like the Far Side uh, Day, like Comic a Day calendar, yeah, which is yeah. reading that over I and just, over I again. I just never tore off any dates. <laughs> yeah, just so you could go back. Uh -huh. I did read. I did check out a lot of Garfield collections from mm. the li from the library. Oh, yep, yep. I was like, this is important that I read these. <laughs> I remember always thinking it was so bizarre that like our our you know fourth grade classroom had books in it that like when we had like you know 20 minutes of reading time you if you didn't have a book you were already reading you can go grab a book and read it and I was like well I'm not gonna start a book and get four pages in because that's <laughs> how long it would I, I could read maybe four pages yeah. in 20 minutes <laughs> yeah just chip away at it 
<laughs> so you weren't so you weren't watching Avatar back yes, then. You were too right. busy reading books. So yeah, when did yeah. you when did you get into it? Uh, when I was in college. So like, was that the first time it was on Netflix? Like back in the day? No, I I don't know. Was this on Nickelodeon.com? Because uh, my sister and I watched it around that time. Also, uh, like we watched it on like Nick.com, and they had like their own streamer, and wow. it was sort of dog shit. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I I worked at the college library and you could always just order oh. whatever and they would send it to the library. So I may have like ordered the DVDs through the yeah. library yes. and watched all the DVDs. Like old Netflix. Yep. Yeah, like analog Netflix. <laughs> Way I love that. back in my day. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, we watched it on Nick.com. Like I, I, I think I probably was already in college, if not had just graduated high school. And um, we would watch it on my... Well, yeah, no, it would have been it would have been like between my senior year of high school and going to college because I had my laptop uh, and the the stream the streaming Nick streaming thing would always start with like a Nickelodeon commercial, but it would be like weirdly cut off halfway through the commercial and you just see the end. And so like I don't know what it was saying uh, in its totality, but the commercial always sounded like this. Day, you're watching Nick. <laughs> and we were like, Day. what is that? Was that the end of the word like today? Day. <laughs> you know what's weird is on Netflix, it, it starts with the Nick. And like I was watching today while the kids like skateboarding on toilet paper. Yes. Yes. And it's absurdly loud compared to the rest of the episode. Yeah. And, and Charlie was uh, working in the same room as me. And for a second, she was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, it was the intro. And she's like, oh, I thought it was a commercial. And I was like, Netflix, what have you done? You have commercials now? And I was like, no. For some reason, uh, for this show, they kept the channel intro yeah. for it for forever. I guess that's just part of the show. Very weird choice. Super weird. Yes. Um, so then did but you, so you, got did you it rewatch it recently, like when it did come to Netflix? <laughs> Uh, so I've seen this show many times now. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I, good, good, very, good, good, good. very interested. <laughs> so I watched it myself in college and then mm. moved home after college and my brother watched it. So I watched it with him because, you know, we were both there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then several years ago, a friend of mine was just like having a hard time. And I was like, you know what? We should watch Avatar The Last Airbender together. <laughs> so come on over. I'll cook you dinner. And we did this like many times over many months. She'd come over, we'd have dinner, and like watch a bunch of Avatar. That's amazing. I That's perfect. Love it. And then once quarantine started, I started another rewatch, doing uh-huh. like Good. a Netflix watch party with friends. And then I was like, you know what? I really like this show, and it makes some like really difficult themes really accessible and like easy to talk yeah. about and think about. I kind of want to teach a class on this. And I teach classes online, and so I pitched it. I was like, hey, can I teach a class on this? And so I just (laughs) finished up, actually today, earlier today, I finished up a class on the first season of the show. What? And uh, oh in the next God. the next session, I'm going to be teaching a class on the second season of the show. Where do I sign up? <laughs> that is so cool. for this class. Yeah, is That's, that is that a, like a Chicago land area thing, or is it like open to yeah. anyone online? Um, it used to only be Chicago because we taught in person classes, but now it's uh-huh. all online, so like anybody can do it. That is so um, so so cool. Well, <laughs> we're gonna have to plug that later because that sounds truly yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, um, who? What's the like age group? Is it is it for kids or is it for other like grown? 
grownups or for anybody? It's uh, it's mostly geared towards kids, but mm-hmm. I kind of right. like plan the discussions just based on whoever signs up. Um, right. And so so, cool. so so if I sign up and it's me and then a bunch of like ten year olds, mm-hmm. I, I'll still be able to get some good conversation out. Of oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Great. 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 <laughs> If it was being a bunch of 10-year-olds, I think I'd just let them talk. I would be like, you know what? Oh, I'd <laughs> this come after him. I'm like, hey, you, who's your favorite character? I'd be like, Liam, you go on mute. <laughs> Liam, how do you feel about the, the themes of, of uh, fascism and how we have to destroy it in this Man. show? No, but that's that like the so stuff cool. we talk about. It's so good. Yeah. Good. So like what like so fascism is that a specific instance of something you talk about for book one season one or like what all was in your curriculum? Um, well, so some of the classes we like watched episodes in class and some of them we uh-huh. talked. Um, but we talked about like the sexism Saka's mm. arc with sexism and then like with Master yes. Paku at the end in the Northern Water Tribe. Um, so like sexism and talking about like clashing cultures and uh-huh. the the perception of black and white but they're like different subtleties of character like not everyone in the yeah. fire nation is bad and oh we learn right. more about zuko's history and all of a sudden like feel for him and so like right. that was that was that. something i'd kind of forgotten about because it's been a minute since i've watched season one was that Sokka had to learn that women can do things too yeah right and i like kind of forgot that he has to go through that arc because by the end of it he's very much like sort of de facto not team leader but he's sort of like a logistics like planner strategist guy. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. A- 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 but at the at you know by like i think even by the second and third season he's very much depending on everybody to play a part doing what they do best and has like gotten over his whole like I am the boy and girls can't fight right and yep. I totally forgot about that that's that's another thing that's great so so there's so much we could talk about with this show mm-hmm. and obviously because Angela teaches a class on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I think that it has a lot of you know one of the things I was reading a little bit about the inspiration for the show is that like literally the hero's journey was part of the inspiration for the for the creators mm. And so I think you obviously have many instances of that, but like I was writing down just some notes of like, what are some big things I want to talk about? Just because there's so much that's really cool about this show. And so like, obviously there's a bunch, but like, should we, should we maybe just start out with just like characters in general, like going off of talking about Sokka? Sure. Because you have like a core trio in Avatar with Sokka and Katara and Aang. And I don't know if they line up one to one with like the Star Wars trios, um, because mm. I'm not sure if you have the exact same like dynamic. But I guess you could make the argument though that Aang could be Luke, Katara is Leia, and Sokka is Han, because sure. he's sort of Sokka's sort of the odd man out in a way, and is more like you know, uh, he's not as tapped into anything magical or. Uh, 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 like has no influence, mm-hmm. um, but then he all. So maybe you can make that argument, but sure. Uh, I don't know. What I do you guys you think? Yeah. I think, and then Momo is R two D two and or Chewbacca, and Appa is the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While we were watching, while I was watching today, Charlie saw Appa and was just like, oh, and loved him so much. <laughs> Literally, just seeing him for one second, having never watched the show, she was like, I love that guy. Yep. And I was like, I know he's great. He's the best. <laughs> 
And he gets kidnapped for a while, and it's the saddest so thing sad. in the world. Oh, my gosh. This, this show does the impossible writing-wise, which, which I mean, like, they had however many hours of, of runtime to do so, but, like, far more than Star Wars, they make the sort of redemption of a bad guy cool and interesting and yes. sort of, like, empathetic and believable. And then also the Appa getting kidnapped, that shouldn't have worked. He's too big. Yeah. <laughs> He's far too big. it worked great. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff they do that just works really well. And, and, and going and talking about characters some more, like the redemption. So, like, you add, I feel like you have the core group. And then, like, in season two, you add Toph, who Toph is my favorite character uh, mm-hmm. just in general. And then you get Zuko at the very end, which, like, I had known about Avatar and seen stuff on the internet for a while. So I knew that eventually Zuko joined the gang, mm. um, the Aang gang. But I didn't know when it happened, and I didn't realize that it's like pretty much at the very end. Yeah. But then it it was strange how natural it felt, like in those last like six or seven episodes where it was just like, yep, yep, he's part of the group now. And I was right. like, how did they do that? That felt really right. They were just and, really patient, and they like told us about him, yeah, and his story in addition to all these other people, so that by the time they were like aligned on their viewpoints and their goals you were like oh okay well yeah i buy this <laughs> although yeah. i guess i shouldn't uh toff might be my uh toff and uncle iroh are my favorites for sure because yes. iroh's the best yep and talk about redemption for mm. him and zuko just just great just a, what a good show right <laughs> I I was telling, uh, yeah, I was giving Charlie like running commentary while I was watching it, and I've talked with my little brother a lot because we're both about this because we're both from Texas and like there's a lot of, you know, we have a lot of friends who we don't agree with politically, and there's a lot of you know strife amongst family and and friends, uh, uh, especially when like some stuff about the Confederate statue monument recently, you know, people were like wanting to tear him down and stuff, and we were talking a lot about how Zuko's character arc is very interesting. It's not one you see a lot in media of someone who is basically drank the Kool-Aid as part of like this fascist regime and has completely bought into it. But then there's no like aha moment. It's like, yeah, like you said, Mike, it's patient. It's a slow burn over the course of like three seasons. He's exposed to people in other backgrounds over the course of years of his life. (laughs) Yeah. And it take they really, really take their time and let you see his internal struggle to the point where the first time he does something good, he has a full on panic attack and like and (laughs) dissociates and gets sick because he did a good deed that was selfless. And I, we were talking about my brother and I were talking about that where how like there need, it would be cool if there was more of that so people can see how like especially people like from where I'm from who might be like oh the South will rise again and whatever and it's mm-hmm. like there needs to, uh, if there was more stuff in media about someone who who believed something and then changed their mind over the course oh of my God. A, a while <laughs> you know and and saw that there was like something more and I just think it's really cool that they did that so well because it yeah. doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel and like Star Wars tries to do it a little bit like, you know, you have Vader and and Kylo Ren like sort of changing sides at the very end. And I think it works in Star Wars, but but they don't have the time to put into it like you do in Avatar, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of not having the time, have either of you seen the M. Night Shyamalan movie of season Whoa! one of Avatar? <laughs> yes! Yes, I have. <laughs> Did either of you see it in the theater? <laughs> yes. Nope. Boy, was that a disappointing day. <laughs> I, you know what's weird is I went to see that without having seen the show. 
because I was just like, this looks cool. I know that about, I know about the show. Uh-huh. It looks cool. And then even having not seen the show, because I couldn't say like, well, that was nothing like it. I was like, that was bad by itself. Like I had no frame of reference, but I was like, that sucked. That was not good. Yep. Same. My friend was like, oh, you should really watch this. Avatar The Last Airbender. It's so great. So I like tracked down the movie and I watched it and I was like, I I actually don't like it very much. <laughs> like, not very good. Some things are like cool and creative, but like, ah. And she was like, no, 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 not the movie. Not the movie. Not the (laughs) The show. (laughs) Why? That's like telling someone they should watch, they should get into Star Wars and like, oh, okay, I'll just find the first movie. And then they watch Uh, episode one. Episode one. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, is this what it's all like? Uh, No, not, no, it's not. (laughs) Are you guys, so quick temperature check. Are you guys excited or nervous about the uh, live action Netflix uh, uh, series that's coming out? I had Angela Angela made a a very pensive face. (laughs) Um, I had really high hopes because the original creators were doing it and it was like, great. And then they left the project over creative differences and uh, everything just lost my trust. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Real bad sign. Yeah, I hope it's gonna be okay i i i was talking earlier once again to try about this but it, it's so hard doing a live action and remake of an animated thing because mm-hmm. it reminds me of all the recent disney live action remakes yeah. which like have been some of them have been like i think the best they've been is just like well that was fine it was right. it was cool you know it was nice it was cool to see this thing like in real life but it very rarely adds something new mm-hmm. and it's like doing a it's like doing a cover like you have to either do it very well to the point that it's better than the original or you have <laughs> to put your own spin on it in a way that doesn't ruin the original and it's yeah. a very hard line to to, to 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 threads or to walk on so i'm like really i hope it's good but i honestly don't know i'm like why do we just watch the the animated one's really good guys yeah. <laughs> you can just go watch that it's my, really good my expectation is it will be like a sequel trilogy thing where the original was the best the one they made later was awful the the Shyamalan one and then this one might be fine and somewhere in between <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like yeah it's just gonna be okay and not and like it's gonna be in the middle um so wait let me okay I said my favorite characters what are your guys favorite characters mm-hmm. I love asking this <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. My my number one favorite is Uncle Iroh. Uh, yes. He's just so great. He's the yeah, best. He's, he's really the best. Um, also, like, what, his arc of, like, I used to be a general in a fascist army, and then my son died, and now I'm a pacifist, basically. Yeah. Is very intense, and also it's like, what was your life, dude? Also, if everybody, spoilers for all of Avatar, Avatar, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry. You're 20 minutes in. <laughs> Do you have other yeah. favorites? You said your number one favorite. I just wanted to yes. make sure. Um, also, Toph, because it Toph. She's just She's the best. Right. She's so great. Yeah. She's the best. There's something about, like, small, angry, powerful character that's just very cool no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Yes. It's just like, you're very good. I like you. You're very fun. Fun fact. Did you know? Uh, so, you know, in the intro, uh, when it shows like one person doing each element and like yeah, Katara yeah. does water and Aang does air, uh, Zula does fire. The person who does earth is Sood, who was Avatar Roku's earthbending instructor oh, and okay. was the original character 
like physical concept for Toph. And uh, and then they were oh. like, actually, instead of a big, strong man, I think we want to have a very small, blind girl. Yeah. And yes, so they made so that cool. choice, and it was amazing. That's, that's such what, a okay. good choice. That's that's another thing along the lines of like they do the impossible writing wise. They also just make interesting choices. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a pretty like down the middle hero's journey, good versus evil story. But like they take a really super. Um, compelling way to get there yeah, yeah. well and, and that what you just said angela makes somebody was talking to my little brother about the ember island players episode at the <laughs> like the one yeah. right before the very end which also just made me love toff even more <laughs> and he was saying that the writers were kind of making fun of themselves for their er, for their earlier concepts and so having the uh having the person play toff be this big buff guy <laughs> was them poking fun at themselves for being like that was our initial idea but also i love that like toff is the only one who's like hell Hell yes, yeah. this is great. <laughs> I love that I'm being played by a giant buff man. That is accurate. It's very good. She's so just the good. best. Oh, she's the best. Also, I love how and, and, and you know this. I don't know if this is. I think something that this show or this show does well is it since it has the themes of like destiny and the spirit world and everything into it. The stuff that feels like well, that's too convenient kind of doesn't feel too convenient because you're like well i guess that was how it was meant to be because the fact that ang gets found by basically the most powerful waterbender in the world who doesn't know she's the most powerful waterbender <laughs> yet but is going to be and then comes across the most powerful earthbender that invents a new kind of bending and then also is being chased by one of the most powerful firebenders in the world that then becomes his friend like on the outside, you can be like, well, that's awfully convenient. But in the show, you're like, yeah, makes sense. That's how it works. Like, it was supposed to be that way. Destiny. Well, and that's Star Wars. <laughs> it, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's also, like, just, like, sort of theater. I mean, you know, yes. like, like, like I remember long ago uh, an improv note that just really stuck with me. You know how you hear the same note in improv classes and theater stuff, like, for years, but it takes one person phrasing it just a specific way, and then all of a sudden yeah. it, like, completely clicks? Yeah. <laughs> this one was, like, today is the day something happens. Mm. Like, we we don't care so much about, like, what your day was like yesterday. We want to see, like, the day something changed. And I was like, yeah. oh! You mean, you mean how, so you mean how everything changed when the Fire choice. Nation attacked? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mike, we didn't the get to hear your favorite characters, though. Oh, yes. Wow. Um, thank you. I would probably agree with both Iroh and Toph. Um, you know, I do get a real kick out of Sokka. Sokka's um, so funny to he's me. He's really funny. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones who we maybe haven't mentioned who are also... I love Boomy, the very little <laughs> yes! we see yeah. him. Yes. Um, of course, so, the My on... Cabbages guy like, oh, tickles classic. me a little because he's one of those guys who you can... He's like a tertiary thing, and I always love those like weirdy backgroundy things. I think what's fun about Sokka too is it's one once again very good writing because the character who thinks they're funny, but but like the other characters like that's not funny is not always actually funny to the yeah, audience. Yeah, right. But Sokka, it was entertaining to me like pretty much from the from the beginning. I was like this dumb dumb, and then as he like became more competent but still remained a, a real doofus, I was like. That's just very charming and fun. Like yeah. he's still yeah. a goofball to the end, but he's a goofball that like is that it invented submarines. 
Yeah, and yep. it's very <laughs> that's right with like a crayon drawing of a fish. <laughs> I love that running joke too that he's just very bad at art, but he tries so hard. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he's he's great. He's very determined to be that person. Would be like to be a Ron Weasley type, where mm-hmm. like everyone mm-hmm. around you is great and you're just also there. Like that would be a tough like role to fill so i think he is pretty fun he literally um, says like oh you're all so powerful and can do these amazing things i'm just the regular guy mm-hmm. um but also i just want to say about Sokka, i love that he uh i read i read this thing about how Sokka is the avatar of the non-bending world so like just mm, as the oh. avatar takes all the different kinds of bending in one person uh Sokka grew up a water tribe warrior so he yes. learned how to like live as a water tribe person uh, uh-huh. uh, and then he learned to fight with the kiyoshi warriors so he picked oh, up the earth bending earth. style of non-bending uh-huh. fighting uh we see him like strategizing and planning and getting smart about how to avoid conflict and just like mm. skirt battles which is very airbender because they were pacifists uh-huh. and then he trains uh with the sword the from sword a firebender yeah. or fire nation person yes. yeah that's super interesting right so he takes he takes the techniques of all the 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 earth the, the kingdoms <laughs> of their fighting styles essentially and becomes very good at, at a lot of like just <laughs> sort of <laughs> combining it yeah all I, while also being humbled the whole time you know like yeah. yoshi warriors like kicked his ass and he's like oh got it okay sexism is bad <laughs> yeah that that is great every time he learns something it's pretty much because he got his ass kicked and then he's like well i guess now i know how to do this because i i really got beat real bad yeah. here's another fun thing about Sokka. in all other countries where this show has aired he's called football <laughs> <laughs> It took me. It's only a in America second. where they call him Sokka. Well, they actually call him. They actually call him. Uh, a lot of people call him American Sokka uh-huh. in other countries. You know. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, or uh, other things I wanted to talk about, which because I, I think this show does. I think the biggest achievement of this show. Two. Two of the biggest achievements of the show are the world bending. World bending. <laughs> oops. The world building, and then just the overarching like plan for the narrative. Yeah. Is. Amazing. So first thing on world building, this was something that I noticed that I really, that when I, cause I just finished watching it that I thought was really cool. And I'm sure a lot of people have noticed this cause it's just neat. Uh, when, when they, when Zuko and Aang have to go find the uh, original firebenders when they go to the, 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 uh, uh sun warriors. Uh, yeah, right. And they Which are is sort very of, like Mesoamerica. Yeah, yeah. So every every culture in the show is sort of inspired by sort of a pastiche, which. There we go. (laughs) Of different cultures in the real world. Like you've got like the Earth Kingdom is essentially China. Uh, Fire Nation is kind of like Japan, Thailand, a lot of like the island nations. Uh, Water Kingdoms. The Water Tribe is like Inuit people, northern indigenous. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, The Air Nomads are like Tibet, India, kind of monk cultures. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to me that the initial firebenders were like Aztec, Maya, like Mesoamerican indigenous cultures. I thought that was really cool. And then the thing that was even cooler that episode is after they after they meet them and they see the dragons, I was like, that's like Quetzalcoatl. That's like the flying serpents mm. from those cultures. And then I realized, oh, all the dragons we've seen have looked like that. They haven't been like European, I have arms and legs dragons. Right. 
And I was like, that's crazy because that means they knew this from the beginning. They were like, this is how the dragons look like. They look like the sort of South American style. And also Chinese style dragons yeah, kind of right. look like that sometimes too. Yeah. But I was like, that's so cool because it means like they already knew. They were like firebending started from the dragons, which were sort of in the Mesoamerican style uh, culture. It was sort of like they've got like temples, like the Temple of the Sun. And then I was like, they must have so I feel like they have like George Lucas has his all his yeah, weird like, stuff about how the force works, you know, scribblings on like yes. clothes pinned to the wall. <laughs> and so like, but these people have like a history and a world building that I honestly don't. I, I think you could is only rivaled by like other huge, huge properties. Like mm. the, I think the only thing that could, you know, go bigger than that is like the very high fantasy stuff, like maybe Game of Thrones and Tolkien and stuff, because the way the world building just works together you can tell that everything has a history, everything has a purpose, and it's just like it's very good, y'all. It's well, a very it's good the, show. The season, yeah. the first season, it, every episode very boldly makes the claim: "This is episode whatever from book one." So it's like, okay, right. got it. Your plan is that this is not the first entry of your books. Yes, <laughs> or this there is the first, but books. it's not the last. <laughs> right. Yeah. There will be more books. <laughs> Um, sorry to just talk a lot just now, but oh, that's great. The other thing, I yeah, but the other thing I was like, uh, oh yes, because my parents watched the last episode with me a little bit, and Charlie did. Having not seen any rem- before, <laughs> having not watched any of it, uh-huh. it, it reminded me of when I watched the last episode of Game of Thrones, the season <laughs> finale of Game of Thrones, and I remember reading that everyone was a lot of people were very upset by it, and I I was so so satisfied by the series finale of of Avatar. And I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a show that has so so uh, expertly did everything it wanted set out to do and like tied everything up in a bow where I was like, ah, I'm satisfied. I felt like every character got what they deserved and everybody did a good thing and everybody had their moment to shine. And I was like, that's just very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think people maybe say that there was some rushing in the last few episodes, like the sure. invention and introduction of the like lion turtle so like late in the game. They, but like they referenced the Andrew's lion like, turtle so much earlier in the series. In, oh, do in they season really? one. Yeah, book one. They uh somebody says, You have a heart as large as a lion turtle and twice as strong. And I was like, Whoa. What? <laughs> yeah, so it's there super early. You just don't well, and realize. Then of course, do, I, I presume, just since you are uh, an Avatar fan, have you watched Legend of Korra? Okay, so I've seen the first season, maybe the first two oh, okay. seasons. I forget. I started watching it with my brother, and mm-hmm. then I moved to Chicago, and like I never... Mm kept going with it that's funny i was in the same boat when it first came or when i first like realized it was something to watch i got like maybe halfway through and then lost momentum but i just watched all of it and i really liked it and there's a whole like arc where they sort of talk about the lion turtles and like ancient civilizations like basically the first ever avatar um got his powers from different lion turtles it's super cool i i thought the show was great and i think people like don't like it nearly as much as last airbender which like makes sense because it's a little more like just living in today as opposed to that cool like fantasy escapism (laughs) right yeah i i I haven't watched it i i fully intend to i i hear that there's like it's hard to be because 
there it's I hear it's good and there's legitimate criticisms of it. But then there's also a lot of the criticism back then was just fanboys being like, it's a girl yeah. <laughs> and just be and just being mad because they're like, we wanted a boy avatar. Which is like, didn't we watch like, Sokka's arc? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but that's also very Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's true. A sequel Fan series reaction that people and all. had like crazy expectations for. <laughs> and that that people got mad at because they were like a diversity, a female lead, right. no thanks. <laughs> I'm very excited to watch it too. I I mean I like the also the the aesthetic of Korra is of Legend of Korra is cool to me because I like that whole like like jazz like, sort, age. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of like steampunk ish, mm-hmm. sort of like alternate history, like coming into the modern age stuff is very neat. I like to like set D and D games in that. Like it's just oh, very cool. fun, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, oh, that was yeah. The the so, no, never mind. That that's that is long gone. Forget about it. Um, I'm gonna cut that from the show. <laughs> Whenever I say stupid stuff, I cut it. Whenever Mike says stupid stuff, I we leave it in it, because because yeah. <laughs> he I'll always tells me to cut it. it. And then you'll say, "Well, now I can't." Yeah, I'm like, well, now it's funny, and I have to leave it in. See, um, now I have to leave what I just said in true. because now we've talked about it. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so we've covered a lot of ground, but I also think we need to cover more but i think this yeah. is probably a good time to jump into the sarlacc pit sure perhaps let's yeah we do we want to do you have any angela do you have any other notes or anything pressing before we go play a game um i do have a couple notes is this the time for like final notes or not final notes but just more notes I think I we'll think... have more time after. I'm also cool. looking at our zoom yeah. clock yeah. and we have like 60 seconds uh, yep, yep. <laughs> in that case We'll have some more things to cover uh-huh. when we come back because Angela has notes and I have a question. I have just another question to ask everybody. Plus, but... we also have the rubric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our recent rubric. But let's jump into the Starlight Pit and then we'll come back and play a game. Whee! Woo! We love you and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizri's listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of a show, but we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars is Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the House Star Wars is a store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. Bye, Bye. babies. How Star Wars is it? Secret tunnel. (laughs) Secret tunnel. Oh, hey, talk about bops. And we're back. Yeah, yeah, hold that thought. We'll talk about bops because, of course, it's on our rubric (laughs) and something that we always talk about. But, um, hey, this is How Star Wars Is It? It's the only podcast. We're back. Um, We're back. I have the game. 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 (laughs) Um, And I'm trying to align it on my screen so I can see it good. Let's do it. Superman sees it good. I'm trying to see it well. <laughs> ha. Um, ha. 
Okay, so this is um, we've we've done different versions of this game. I think it may have actually officially been introduced to the show, maybe by a hair by Josiah, but ever so slightly oh. thereafter by Michael Delaney. And now here, this is my second <gasps> time doing it. This yes. is Avatar: The Last Airbender fact fiction. Fan fiction or <laughs> fiction fiction. <laughs> I love this game! So in this game, I will read a short summary of a story involving Aang and or Team Avatar and or Zuko, etc. And then you have to tell me if this is a quote-unquote real story from the Avatar universe. There, there are comics and books and all sorts of other like extended universe things. Um, or if it is some form of established fan fiction... Um, from my cursory search on the internet, which is always a real <laughs> mixed bag of jelly beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if I just made it up. So if you think if it is a, you know, sanctioned by Nickelodeon official real <laughs> fact, uh, you would say fact fiction. If you think it's a fan fiction story, you would say fan fiction. And if you think I made it up, you would say fiction fiction. Um, yes. I'll alternate between the two of you. Okay. Um, I'll say if... Um, if you get it right, you get two points. Okay. If you don't, your opponent has a chance to try it for one point because you've right. eliminated okay. one of the options. Yep, yep, good. <laughs> and here's okay. the other thing I'll say about scoring. I will not be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Good, good, to good. Know. good. <laughs> um, okay, so our first one goes to Angela. Okay. Earth King Queez Pet Bear Bosco has forgotten all of his natural instincts, hunting, intimidating, and basically all that has to do with him, a normally wild animal living in the wild. Disappointed with the bear's backward progression to human-like characteristics under Kui's care, Sokka attempts to turn Bosco into what nature intended him to be. His ideas are not taken well by the infinitely lazy animal. <laughs> um... That sounds like something that could happen in, like, a comic book or something. Yeah. So I'm going to say fact fiction. Fact fiction is correct. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, in fact, I can't remember if it is a comic book or not, but there's a series called The Lost Adventures, which some are comics and some, I think, might be young reader books or things like that, and it was in that. So it may well have very well been a comic <laughs> one of my favorite jokes in the whole series is when they meet when they learn about the bear and they're like oh like um <laughs> like a like a moose bear and they're like no a platypus bear no, no it's just a bear uh, and they're, they're like bear? what's a bear yeah that is a great joke they do ever so occasionally have some fun meta jokes like you said that that yeah. that theater episode and other things like that are oh are the theater fun. the th the theater episode was so mad. I loved it. I love when Toph elbows Zuko and he's like, why'd you do that? And she's like, it's how I show affection, which is just like <laughs> true. But it's like you've seen her do it so often. But she's like, it's just that's it. There it is. Um, okay. The next one is for Josiah. Okay. Three years to the day after the end of the 100 year war, hmm. Aang has vanished. In his absence, a splinter faction from Ozai's Fire Nation army has risen to power and will not rest until the last airbender has been destroyed. With support from the newly formed Republic, Katara leaves, leads a brave resistance. 
She is desperate to find Aang and get his help in restoring peace and justice to the world. Okay. Katara sends Sokka here. on a secret mission to the <laughs> desert yeah, I where see what an you're old doing ally has discovered a clue to Aang's whereabouts. <laughs> yeah, you just that's just the plot synopsis to uh, the new trilogy. I think specifically Rise of Skywalker because you're going to the desert maybe to find uh, the, the, the knife or it could just be Force Awakens. So I'm going to say that's uh fiction fiction because you made it up that is correct <laughs> i took it almost word for word from the opening crawl of force awakens okay of force awakens i was gonna say that could I have been rise of jakku to the desert <laughs> that could have been rise of skywalker too because of the friend in the desert has the information is just is lando in the de wow jj really did make the same movie twice sorry <laughs> J sorry sorry angela i can't remember if you liked that movie or not but we're not going to talk about it right now it's okay <laughs> So that's two to two. Um, that's right. <laughs> this, is, this is intense. It's Barn getting intense. Here. Um, okay, for Angela. After Appa comes down with a life-threatening illness, Sokka sets off alone to find medicine. His journey brings him back to Gaipan, a town still besieged by the rebel Jet and his freedom fighters. Mm. Sokka finds himself trapped in Gaipan by a vengeful Jet and must join forces with unlikely allies to save himself and the town from certain destruction. Okay. So, I believe the official word is that Jet died underneath mm -hmm. Ba Sing Se. So, mm. uh, I'm going to figure that that's not fact fiction. <laughs> and... Mm -hmm. uh, that it's not fiction fiction. So I'm going to say some fan just made that up. So I'm going to say fan fiction. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Very impressive. Yeah, I don't know where timeline-wise that will have happened. If it, if it was pre-Bossing Say, but post their first run-in uh, with him. But uh -huh. that, that was good. The very good um, rationale. Oh, and it was by... User of whatever fucking fan fiction website I was on, Venus Uber Owls at Ales. Great. Didn't want to also... like use your synopsis without crediting you, person. That's another <laughs> fun meta joke in the 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 play episode where they're like, when a character dies, they're like, and I think it was kind of un it's it was it was unclear if they died or not. <laughs> uh, and they do that with with him and also with the the explodey headman later. Yeah. I'm like that's oh, that's right. fun. They're poking fun at the fact that it's a kids show and you can't really like explicitly be like this person died. Yeah. Yep. I mean you could, I guess, but it would be a little rough. <laughs> that's the only thing I do wish they were able to get away with is like show like they show all these towns that are like war torn, which is like a yeah. powerful visual, but like it's always like these people were kidnapped or um they like stole our whatever as opposed to just like entire villages being decimated which i suppose is pretty grim and horrible for a children's show <laughs> yes, indeed. that was that was another thing i was talking to charlie about i was like yeah ang ang doesn't want to kill the fire lord but also like i saw this very great this funny i think it might have been even a fan animation at one point but someone was like like well when ang's like talking to people he's like i don't want to kill him and toff's like what are you talking about you've killed so many people and he's like what no i haven't and toff's like yeah you have i've killed a lot of people and zuko's like yeah we kill people all the time and guitar's like no i don't and they're like yes you do and they're like no we don't he's like what do you think happens when you push people off a ship into the ocean 
or when you hit them very hard on the head yeah. with the rock, they die. And Toph and Zuko are like, yeah, we've always, have we, have you guys not been killing people on purpose? We've been killing people this whole time. That's always how I've felt playing the Spider-Man game. <laughs> like you're a, you're the, the PlayStation game. Your, your attacks are all, you know, just like melee combat, but like, it is not hard to push someone off of a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, and, and, which or is like not you, just making him go to sleep. <laughs> when you web someone to like a car, and you're like, "That's fine," and then the car explodes later, and you're like, "That person's dead for <laughs> sure." Um. Okay. Number four is for Josiah. While on Ember Island with the rest of Team Avatar, a bored Sokka. Well, wow, Sokka is the star of a lot of these. Um, a bored Sokka proposes playing a game of hide-and-seek, although he easily spots his first few friends. Difficulties arise when he looks for the final holdout. And in additional detail, the benders all use their abilities to aid in their hiding, and Appa hides behind a thin tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a very good visual for the end. Uh-huh. Um, that seems vague enough. I don't know. It it once again feels like it could be like a little like interstitial thing, like a comic or something, where it's like Sokka's hide and seek or something like that. <laughs> and I feel like if Mike had made it up, it would have been maybe a little more. I don't know. I feel like there could have some maybe some more specifics in there, but maybe he did that on purpose. Mm. I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna say. Fact. Wait, I've forgotten the categories. <laughs> Fa- fact fiction. Wait, fan wait, fiction fa- or fiction, fa- fiction. Okay, great. I'm going to say that's fact fiction. Yeah, you're right. Yes. <laughs> I I read like more of the synopsis. Like there, I, I was able to find like short like blips as to, you know, like essentially what I just read and I added some at the end, but I read like the whole synopsis of it and it is very cute. <laughs> uh, very apparently cute. Katara is hiding behind a waterfall, but it's a waterfall that has no business being where it is. So she's clearly like <laughs> water bending a new waterfall. Sokka realizes this and decides to let her keep water bending for a while while he looks for other people. <laughs> He's like, she'll be there for a while. I'll come back. (laughs) Um, Okay, Angela. Yes. A boy is raised on the run with his mother away from the Fire Nation. His father, a firebender who is the head of a clan of killers, and his mother, a former Kiyoshi warrior. The boy's mother was originally tasked with killing the clan's leader, but ended up falling for him. Once the father found out about the mother's original plan, he had her chased out of the Fire Nation and into the Earth Kingdom while she was pregnant with their second child, this boy. After about 12 years of running, the woman's second child, her son, disguised himself as his mother with her Kiyoshi warrior garb and led the chase of assassins away from his mother for two years where he eventually crossed paths with the Avatar. Along this journey, he learns the secrets of his heritage and how to become one of the most powerful earthbenders in history. Wow. That's long. <laughs> well, that seems like a lot. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to figure that that's a little bit more than uh, you would come up with if you were just, like, making a joke storyline for this game. Sure, sure. Um, I'm going to guess that it was, like, a book or something that somebody wrote so i'm gonna say fact fiction 
fact fiction is incorrect. Oh, darn. Oh, Josiah, do you have a steal guess? Yeah, I think it's fan fiction because having someone do a Forrest Gump of like running into important people and like, you know, being sort of mm. in the cracks of this important story feels like a fan fiction thing where maybe they like a self insert is like the Earthbender character. <laughs> so I'm going to say that's fan fiction. That is correct. Yay! Nice. I think I'm I think I'm winning. Now. That was a point swing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I uh that that story to me sounds so interesting though. That that is one yeah. element of this sort of live action thing that does excite me is they can just say kill and die if that's what they mean. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, Not just like disappear or gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and or, I, I or just holding... or just like shake their head quietly when someone yeah. asks, like, "What about this person?" Well, there was for a, <laughs> mm, for a while. I was like, "Is Katarin Saka's mom captured somewhere? Is she a lot? Like, could she be still out there?" Right. And I wasn't sure. And it took a, it took until I think the episode where Katara is going to go get revenge that I was like, "Oh no, she's she's gone. She's gone for sure." But like for a while, I was like, "Maybe she's still out there." And I don't know what gave me that idea. I think maybe just because. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't explicitly said. It probably was in the uh -huh. first season, but but I, I was just like, it could be. But yeah. you know, some people, I guess, have to actually die, and it's sad. Um, that is true, and that is true. <laughs> put that put that on a T-shirt. Some people have to actually die, and it is sad. <laughs> and, it, and, and gorillas and, and have a concept text of it on a purple T-shirt, just like the gorillas one. <laughs> yeah, um, wear them next to each other. Get you and your your significant other wear yeah. them next to each other. <laughs> On the back, it'll say, I'm with stupid. <laughs> uh, but the arrow is just pointed at you because you bought that shirt. <laughs> yeah, you bought Yeah, pointed inside to you. Um, okay, Josiah, at the yes. White Lotus campsite. God, I love the White Lotus. The mm. concept of it is so cool. Okay, sorry. Uh, Toph overhears Suki's praise for Boomy's earthbending skills and thinks it is uncalled for, considering herself to be the greatest earthbender of all. When Toph and Boomy begin to argue over who is better, Sokka sees an opportunity. <laughs> Sokka. <laughs> Sokka sees an opportunity to make a spectacle of their disagreement and suggests that the two battle one another to prove who deserves the title. The fight disrupts the workings of the campsite and puts everyone present in harm's way. Hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb here because this feels funny and cool and but since also because mike mentioned he likes boomy earlier i think this is an interesting idea but i'm gonna go with i think you might have made this up mike and i like it it's a good story you should write it let's reach out to nickelodeon <laughs> uh but i'm gonna say this is fiction fiction that is not correct no <laughs> we have an opportunity for a steal from angela Ooh, oh boy oh boy oh boy okay i am gonna say fan fiction um, fan fiction is not correct. No! <laughs> that, that is also from Avatar The Lost Adventures. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's fun. I would. I was having that same thought during the, the White Lotus like attack on Ba Sing Se when they're taking it back. And, uh, and also like the flashback where Boomy took back his own city. I was like, that's a very powerful person. Because he was uh -huh. like pu pulling entire. And I had that thought. I was like, I wonder... 
if he or Toph is the most powerful earthbender because Toph invented metal bending, but like the scale at which he was doing things was really intense. Yeah. yeah. But then I was all, but then I was like, but he's also but just fucking yoked. <laughs> he's in a, he's a hundred, he's a hundred ten year old, uh-huh. like just insanely ripped man. Yeah. Or maybe even Toph- 120, because conceivably he would have been 10-ish when Aang knew him. Yeah. Then Aang yeah. disappeared for 100 years. Yes. Well, uh, uh, but but then, you know, then I thought Toph also did hold up an entire sunken temple uh, from going into the sand by herself. So who knows? Yeah. They're both very strong. You're right. Well, uh, you can read that tale from The Lost Adventures, <laughs> Boomy versus Toph or Toph versus Boomy. I will say, spoiler alert. Um, in true Avatar fashion, because like, why would they ever like definitively say yeah. one is better? They end in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, okay, this is Angela. This is uh, your last one, and then there's one more for Josiah as well. Okay. Team Avatar returns to the swamp <gasps> to investigate strange rumors. Swamp benders were turning into undead monsters and scaring off visitors. <laughs> the team discovers that a group of spirits were channeling the magic from cat pendants to take control of people's bodies. They discover that the undead swamp benders were only trying to warn them away and they defeat the cat spirits. Then, 20 years later, they return to the swamp and shoot a movie of and about their original encounter. <laughs> Oh man, that just sounds so true. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's October and things are getting kind of spooky, and uh, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna say fiction, 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 fiction is correct. <laughs> um, that is loosely based on uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, and then later <laughs> the return to said Zombie Island. <laughs> um, Mike did. Mike, didn't you do that to me recently? I where did. You just, yeah, okay. <laughs> on, on the episode we did live with uh, that, like, Force Fest. Oh, yeah. I, what was it that... Oh, we were doing the, the um, Tartakovsky series, and then yes. I basically did that, too. Because Shaggy from Scooby-Doo is in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, okay, so Angela is up by one. Um and uh, it's Josiah's. Excuse me, last I think question. I'm up by one. Yeah. No, because she just got two points for answering that. Oh, correct. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're so right. So it sorry, swung sorry. back, and now um, you have to get this right to win, Josiah. And if you do not, Angela is the winner, okay. whether she can steal it or not. Okay. What if she tries to steal and gets it wrong? She gets a negative point. That's not the rules. <laughs> it's like it's like playing three fence in baseball. You get negative. <laughs> Has that epi- yeah, that episode's come out by the time people are hearing this. But yeah, not yeah, by yeah, the time episode- of this recording. Oh yeah. I-, I thought I just made a really funny reference, but I realized that that's an episode that hasn't come out yet, so Angela doesn't even know what we're talking about, right. so never mind. Um Okay, Josiah. After a firebending accident where Zuko inadvertently injures his uncle, he mm. vows to never firebend again. Okay. The rest of Team Avatar are skeptical. And they all make a bet to see who can go the longest without bending. Each bender is tempted by various ridiculous circumstances where the obvious first instinct would be to use their bending power. Each bender eventually caves, but it's unclear who actually wins the contest in the end. In true Avatar style, they all tie. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like another fun, like... Yeah, a little comic thing or story thing. So I, I'm going to say 
it seems like similar to the ones we've already done. So I'm going to say that is fact fiction. That is incorrect. No. <laughs> Angela, well, you congratulations. You've won fact fiction, <laughs> fan fiction, or fiction fiction. But no. would you like to ski- steal just to add an extra point to... Uh, uh, yeah, I'll give it a realm. shot. Um, I'm going to say fan fiction. Um, in so much as the fan was me. <laughs> <laughs> it is fiction fiction. It is also, just like the other two fiction fictions in this game, it is loosely based on an actual plot line of a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> but instead Where? of bending, it is they made a contest of see who could masturbate the, like, oh, not, go the sure. longest without masturbating. <laughs> sure. And, and, and they were each in situations in which the first obvious decision yeah. was to <laughs> Yeah, the obvious. They're like, how do I get through this? Oh, I know. <laughs> right. Well, um, in true Hisui fashion, I have once again lost a game to our esteemed guests. Yes. I feel like I always lose to the guests, and I think it's just and fair. It's and definitely it, for the best. It's honestly for the best. <laughs> Especially with that question being the last question. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we uh, so we have, I mean, we're, this is going to be a little bonus episode or bonus sized episode, which I'm okay with oh, because yeah, it's a very big there's topic. three seasons of this TV show. <laughs> yeah. And there's some more stuff we haven't discussed yet. So, Angela, I know you said you had some notes that weren't yeah. not, not really closing remarks, but other things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. What, what, what did you have? Um, well, just some some thoughts. Um, shooting electricity out of hands oh. mm-hmm. takes place <laughs> in both. Wow, yes. And redirecting it. And redirecting yes. it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's a wide variety in the quality of dialogue. Like, some of it sure. is great, and some of it <laughs> is not great. It's whack. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, when they're fighting at one point, and Ty Lee is like, you're not prettier than we are, fighting the Kyoshi Warriors, <laughs> and you're like, why would you even have that in there? <laughs> That's like something the the trainers in the original Pokemon game, Beauty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like something that they would say when they, like, spot you. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, I love how everybody got, uh, like, May and Tylee are very uh, likable, uh, even even though they're bad, quote-unquote, just because they're, you know, Azula's friends. But they're, like, likable characters because they're, like, they're cool. That girl throws knives, and that one's a circus uh, mm-hmm. a monk lady, and it's very cool. Yeah, and I love everybody that they... gets a thing. Yes. No matter how, like, big they are to the story. And I love that they've got a tidy little uh, redemption arc <laughs> in saving Zuko and Sokka and his dad. Yeah. And then also got to, like, have a thing at the end where May's like, we're back together, Zuko, but obviously I'm in charge because I am uh, very scary. <laughs> and then Tylee's like, I'm part of the Kyoshi Warriors now because of course I am. Uh-huh. We are, we're all ninjas, but I'm just a different kind of ninja. And it was very sweet. I was like, it's so nice that also just real quick. I am such a sucker for any, any time in any show, any media, any comic book, whatever, <laughs> whenever like there's a, a episode or a scene or whatever, where they, we're like, all the friends they've made along the way are like, oh, and yeah. we're here too. Yep. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like people you you forgot about because they were just like the plot line of an episode. Like yeah. the guy and his dad. The dad was in prison, and the guy yeah. and, he has the, like, and he has the mustache now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to show and that the swamp- time has passed. <laughs> yes, and and the swamp benders and every. I was just like, this is my shit. Yeah. They're all here. Yeah. Everybody's here. It made me so happy. I love um, it. 
Which is very Avengers Endgame, and yes. Avengers are Marvel, and Disney owns Marvel, and Disney owns Star Wars. There we go, and we're back, <laughs> it all comes and back. we're back. <laughs> um, traveling to different places that are mm. different from each other in terms of like both landscape and culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't even talk about that because like Star Wars, every every place in Star Wars has a thing, and mm-hmm. it's so similar here in Avatar because not not even the desert, just the, the swamp. The cold. Yes. Yep. And not even just like the nations themselves, but like every episode is like, here we are in an environment. Yep. <laughs> like this is the environment for this episode. Yes, totally. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but like the regular guy in the group, uh, Sokka in Avatar, and then like mm-hmm. Han in the original tr- yeah. trilogy, and then like Poe yeah. in the new trilogy. Uh-huh. There's always like one regular guy. Just a guy. Um, just a guy. Is there one in like the prequels? I mean, like Jar Jar um, and Padme. I guess Padme maybe because well, she's Padme, like always involved. But I feel like Padme yeah. doesn't fit in the regular guy because like Leia could be the regular guy too. But because they yeah. are both like royal and also like involved in a way, you know, they have like something that the others don't have, whether that's training or like status or something. Right. You know what I mean? Dexter Jetster. That's the regular guy mm-hmm. in the prequels. <laughs> he owns a diner. He's just a regular guy. Man of the people. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a beer with him. You know, he's just a guy. Um, The Empire slash First Order has like shiny new technology and the Fire mm. Nation has shiny new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, and then the rebels have to make do with like slime bombs. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, and then Dave Filoni. Yes. Yes. There we go. <laughs> I, I meant himself. to mention that earlier. That's right. He, I was watching something, maybe Disney Plus had their, like, about the making of Mandalorian or something. Yeah. And he was talking about how he just got handed Clone Wars. Um, I mean, he, like, interviewed for it and stuff, but, like, they... Like, he got a call from, like, Lucasfilm Animation, and he's like, that's not something. I, I work in animation. I work at Nickelodeon. And they're like, no, 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 we're just starting it. And he's like, okay. And then he All was right. like, oh, my God, you're George Lucas. And he's like, do you want to be my, like, protege? <laughs> also, uh, Mark Hamill is the voice of Fire Lord Ozai. That's true. Yes, that's right. I didn't even write that down. A big and Jack DeSena from All That <laughs> is Sokka. <laughs> Yes, it's true. Star Wars. And Mae Whitman from <laughs> mm-hmm. Arrested Development uh-huh. and Good Girls and several other things is... Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is uh, Katara. <laughs> what do you guys... Okay, quick quick question. And this is... this. We're going to do a quick, episode, uh, quick game of Millennium Falcon Pennywise because we're going to do ship it real quick. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of cute crushes in this. I think another way this show succeeds is that it does feel like you're you are dealing with like kids like teens early uh-huh. teens and they kind of act like I would like I believe it I'm like they are in intense situations but they react in ways that I'm like yes this seems to me how a 14 year old would react to these intense situations uh-huh. and and there's like cute crushes along the way like Sokka dates the moon and then <laughs> Suki the whole like his girlfriend turned into the moon yeah. joke is very good to very me very good joke <laughs> I, I, what, it's, what do you it's guys truly funny and also like you can't decide if you're supposed to laugh or cry like it's right? also yeah. like quite heartbreaking it's brutal yeah. and I, I want to know what you guys think because I, I like I like that Aang has a crush on Katara pretty much from the beginning I think it's very sweet and cute 
I like the sort of un unrequited or what what unrequited? How do you say that word? Unrequited love. Unrequited. Uh, <laughs> unrequited love and i think it's very sweet i did the one thing i kind of didn't like about the finale was i didn't love that they ended with a kiss between them because i almost like the idea more that it's sort of left like are they just going to be friends or is there something more there because they're very young you know right so i don't know what do you guys think do you have a ship of mm. characters where you're like these characters because charlie the whole time anytime katara and zuko were on screen she was like they're they're in love and i was like shut up <laughs> he's he's with May. How dare you? You haven't watched the show. Um, I think Katara and Zuko might have been like a more interesting choice, but also like they needed Aang to have offspring for there to not be any more or no more Airbenders. <laughs> That's true. That doesn't mean That's he couldn't true. have like yeah. met any other person to have procreated with. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't love that it ends with a kiss. That was like the I, one thing I didn't like. <laughs> and I didn't hate it. I was just like, eh. Yeah, that's eh. no, fine. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would change any like of the relationships in it. Yeah, I don't think I would either. It was just a strange little thing where I was like, eh, I could have I could have taken or leave. I could have taken or leaved or that, leave is what I just unrequited. said. <laughs> I would like to leave that unrequited love, please. I think maybe my ship would be uh, Ty Lee and that guy who got a mustache later. <laughs> Haru! Haru! Yes. Haru! <laughs> Did they even meet? I was just pulling two characters out of my ass, but like maybe I, they uh, met. Who knows? Mine would be Ty Lee and any of those. Actually, no. Mine would be Ty Lee and... Uh, uh, just dunking on any of those like hunks at the mm -hmm. beach who were like, "Hey," and she's like, "I'm too cool for you." Yeah. Except she wasn't. She was kind of you know a little more clueless. Also, can we talk about that beach episode? I love a beach episode. <laughs> yeah, they did. The, they do the like television model of pre you know streaming days where like they just had to fill a jillion episodes, but every episode has a reason to exist. Yeah. I was just we were just talking about that, Mike, because we we're talking about on our on our Netflix episode about how shows these days don't always have the opportunity to do that. Like right. Charlie and I are watching Buffy and there are some really fun episodes that are just, quote unquote, filler, but they end up being more memorable because you get character development. And I think Avatar does this so well where there are several episodes that end up being the most memorable ones like the tales of, or what is it tales of bossing say or something where you get yeah, those yeah. those three little it's like makeover and ang builds a zoo and then like <laughs> uncle iroh breaks everyone's fucking heart yeah yep and and then like ang builds a zoo and then like the yeah ang and matt damon star in ang <laughs> builds a zoo <laughs> And I and I had to look up like the the dedication at the end, and then finding out that the voice actor for Iroh like passed away, and that was like the last thing he recorded was that episode. I was like, oh, oh no! Wow, I didn't Even, know that. Yeah, go and watch it with that in mind, because then you're like, the last thing was yes. him singing that song. Are you kidding me? Boy, oh boy! Absolutely brutal. And to this day, people will like ask the voice actor who took over to sing that song. And he won't oh. do it, and he's like, "That's that's not my song. I'm not gonna no, sing it." No, I wow. I wouldn't either. That would be like, I'd be like, "That's disrespectful. No way." That's yeah. really cool to his memory right? for sure. Yeah, apparently the voice actor took took over like is someone who took over for a lot of his roles because he was actively mm -hmm. 
uh, acting until his until his untimely passing. And I was just like, that's uh, rewatching that with that in mind is just if you just want to cry, just go just go watch that little like, you know, eight minutes or yeah. however long that is. And just let let it go. Let it all out. Because it's so brutal. Yeah. Shit. I I don't think I recorded Zoom number two. Well, <laughs> so I, from like, I mean, like hopefully everyone's machine is still recording. But from the game to now <laughs> is doesn't have a, a safety net. I think we should, I, no safety we're... net. Just like Ty Lee in the circus yes. when Azula set it on fire. Uh, it all comes back. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, Azula's awful. She's a psychotic mm-hmm. woman. I also think it was in, yeah her her arc was interesting. The the way that she like it was it was very cool to see like when when Zuko got everything he wanted and his father like took him back in. He realized like oh this isn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then when she got everything she wanted and was the Fire Lord, it drove her literally crazy. Yeah, it was very because Scottish she realized. Play. <laughs> yes, because what she actually wanted was like love and acceptance from literally anybody, uh-huh. and she didn't know. I was like, "That's brutal and very cool." Oh, yep. by the way, some of those like in canon other books or whatever, they go look for their mom <laughs> for oh. for Zuko's mom. <laughs> Zuko and Azula? Not Azula. I think she's in jail. That sounds I, right. I think that's right. Yeah. Wait. Sounds so let's. Right. So, Mike, let's. You, you were about to say we should look at the new rubric we yeah, have. Yeah, we, we recently, I think we've probably mentioned it now on the show, but we recently got a rubric sent to us from a listener, um, and it's super well filled out and populated. And one of the examples he used of, like, how to um, use the rubric was Avatar The Last Airbender. So um, just really quickly going through, we've covered a lot of this ground, so it's good to have it confirmed here. But um, character archetypes... He lists, like, all the parallels that we basically listed. Luke, Aang, yeah. Han, Sokka, Leia, Katara, and it continues on. Chewie is Toph. <laughs> I, I like that. That's um, actually perfect. The Death Star is Sozin's Comet. I like that as that a works. character Ooh. parallel. Um, stealth is they're sneaking around, and then it says they are basically, they spend the whole time sneaking around, avoiding the Fire Nation. Um Let's see, black and white, good and bad, very clearly defined. Many characters, especially Zuko, have arcs that show them struggling to know Mm. what is right and wrong. And while everyone reaches a state of either good or bad in the end, there's a decent amount of leeway and and gray area and things like that. I agree. I think that does not score super high on Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Hero's Journey, uh, in general, the show hits all the marks. There are a few small points that could be argued like the ordinary how the ordinary world isn't really established before the character is called to action and he meets the mentor but the hero's journey is there okay i think those all might a lot of those might be phrases and terms from the hero's journey yes uh, like theory um let's see composite is it like made up of a bunch of other like uh inspirational works or does it you know wear its influences on its sleeve Takes a lot of inspiration from martial arts and from Western fantasy, but looks like anime to some extent. And there are episodes that can fit into many different genres. Uh, I completely agree. And we talked yes. about the, mm-hmm. the different cultures and stuff. Um, movie. Is it a movie? Is it a narrative? It says, it is a TV show. This is pretty Star Wars, but it's not the most Star Wars. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> um the category of big fat fucking opinion. <laughs> Most people who watch this show seem to like it. I've never really had an argument over Avatar The Last Airbender. 
The closest I can think of is the debate whether the show should be considered a kids' show. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So not a lot of points because everyone seems to generally like it without like having a hill they feel like they have to die on. <laughs> right. Um, universal awareness. Does everybody know about it? I don't think of this as a well-known show, mm. although it has definitely grown in popularity since it went off the air. There are definitely places that would not know about this and especially age groups. That is true. I yeah. would imagine that we are like some of the older people in terms of just like generations, maybe not, you know, like, uh, the three of us specifically, I'm sure there are people yeah. older than us. No, I, I am one of the, the oldest show, per- people. I am one of the <laughs> oldest people. Uh-huh. Just in general. This is the only podcast and we are the oldest people. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> um, and then uh, bangers. Mm-hmm. This is a good question. The only music I really remember is the outro theme, which fucking rules. But they don't <laughs> even have a musical theme to intro the show. So this doesn't seem like a point. In I don't know if I agree with that. I think they're... Um, the title sequence intro does have like kind of environmental music and there's that little yeah. figure right at the end. Also the the, the songs that ha- the songs that have yeah, yep. lyrics like the like you know um just in like the one we just talked about where like that Iroh sings all of the songs Iroh sings and the like traveling <laughs> minstrels <laughs> yes the secret yep. tunnel secret <laughs> tunnel like I think there are I, I don't know if it's like a 10 but I think it is higher than than Andrew yeah, rated yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and he's right though <laughs> end credits song rules <laughs> it really does it's very good I so this this show is what um I basically it's what I started watching during quarantine in the mornings we we got a mm-hmm. stationary bike um <laughs> see the handlebars um uh like right when quarantine started and i would wake up in the morning at the normal hour i would where it would allow me to get up and go drive to work but instead of spending all that time driving to work i would ride our bike and i would watch avatar and um that's what now makes it so my Every morning when I ride the bike, I do it for 22 minutes. One <laughs> avatar. <laughs> and nice. I know it's time to get off the bike when I hear... So I just... So, so Andrew's rubric gave this a 5.33 repeating mm. at the end, which I think is a good kind solid-ish. Of like yeah. I just sort of gave it my own numbers using that rating and, and got closer to a six. Mm. Um, so that's just a little, uh, I don't, that, that's not my official rating, right. but that is using this rubric. That is sort of what I got. That might end up being close to what I actually give it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before we get into actually giving it a rating, I, I want to do the classic, classic avatar thing. Guys, what kind of bender would you be? Oh. Where would you be from? <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I would be a water bender. Great. Uh, and if I couldn't, for some reason, my second choice would be Firebender. Do you have any reasons why you'd be Waterbender specifically? Like, what 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 do you think? Yeah, I feel like I fit pretty well into the whole Waterbending thing of like sure. adaptability and mm. like push and pull, feel the flow, that kind of thing. That. And I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like that's that's pretty good. I I have talked a lot with my little brother about this because he we he didn't watch it either when he was young but he watched it on Netflix recently before me and so I've been talking with him about it. We've talked a lot about it. We're we're pretty sure most of our family's Earthbenders. We think we'd be from 
pretty solidly in the Earth Kingdom mm. uh, because we are also from a, a deserty area in Texas. Yeah, so I was going to say, Texas just... feels earthbender to me. <laughs> the, the other great yeah. thing I saw was someone someone did a map of like these the U.S. and like where the different nations oh, would fun. be, which was very oh, cool. cool. But then I saw, but then I saw another one that was like, uh, and in general, those were like you know Alaska and Hawaii were kind of like northern and southern water tribes. And um, like a little bit in California, I think California, I think, was the fire nation in general, like over in Arizona. Earth Kingdom was huge. And then the wa- uh, water tribes were like Florida uh, and like some uh, <laughs> maybe California too there. But the, the, my, the favorite one I saw was one that had all of that. But then Texas just still said Texas. <laughs> it was like <laughs> Texas is just Texas benders. And what are they? I don't know. It's just like barbecue and like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And propane. They just and throw that guns. all that around. <laughs> Yeah, we're gun, gun benders. benders. <laughs> everyone's hey, everyone's a metal bender when you have yeah. a gun. <laughs> my my inclination is also sort of toward waterbender. I think um, I, the thought came to me of maybe airbender. I think that would be a really interesting, I cool thing. I would love to be able to fly on a little glider. But um, I was a vegetarian for a long time too. Uh, but I am not anymore. And in fact, I'm quite the opposite. I only eat tubes oh, yeah. of meat now because of the <laughs> stupid keto diet that I'm doing again because here's something I realized it makes me feel better <laughs> my stomach doesn't hurt so much if I don't eat a hundred crackers <laughs> um, man I really wish works. I really wish I could eat cheese and, and, and eggs so I could experience it because I feel bad all the time and I do eat a hundred crackers every day <laughs> yeah yeah those 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 hundreds of crackers get you um yeah, well, so I think I'd probably be a waterbender. Um, I really love seeing the northern water tribe when they get there. But yeah, like, you, cool. you yeah. sort of have a soft spot, though, for the southern water tribe because that's where your people in the show are yeah. from, your friends, your heroes. Uh, so, listeners, uh, tweet I us if with. Like a tropical water tribe, you know? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Or like a Midwestern water tribe where they use like the Great Lakes and like small creeks. Yes. yes. Oh, I love that. Or the, the Salt the Salt Lake City water tribe that's like a little weird yeah. and people are like, we don't really talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> they are a little strange. Um, well, do we feel like we, is there any other last pros or cons? I feel like we've kind of actually covered a lot of stuff um, about how Star Wars it is and the, the different like things it, it uh, pros and cons and everything is there anything else anybody wanted to cover before we try to get to a rating yeah, I didn't have anything else I, I'm also interested if we haven't covered anything in your class Angela <laughs> or, yes. or is any, this your like, whole class upcoming classes <laughs> um well, we covered kind of a lot. I could just real quick go over like six hours of content. Yes, and, uh, Okay, great. Have great, great, we great, great, great. have we given you any new ideas for classes? Will there will there be a uh, elective? How Star Wars is it section of the Avatar class? If you want to stay after class, we'll talk about how Star Wars it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll talk about. You can for extra credit go listen to this episode <laughs> and then come back and write a ten page paper on it. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, ten pages. <laughs> It has to be ten. <laughs> no more. Let's no see. Less. I don't think I have anything else. So, uh, so should we maybe think of units of measure and, and mm. try to do a rating? Yes. Okay. 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 Oh, what was Andrew's unit of measure? He said. Oh yeah. I, I five point three 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 fun animal hybrids. Oh. <laughs> which That's is very good. Uh, I see. I just finished it, so I like have so much of like the last couple episodes on my mind. 
Um, I'm trying to think of something like maybe I, not. From I have those. a quick, easy one. I think mine's gonna be cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, was that yours? <laughs> yeah. Angela's like, no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me think of another. Let me think of another thing. Uh, uh, Angela gets cabbages because she's the guest. Yes, of course. <laughs> and you, and if you want to also choose another, please use as many units of measure as you'd like. Um, I Oh, like I, I okay, I don't know what I do. Like um, theatrical pirates. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do uh uh anachronistic. Fire Nation phrases, specifically uh, Flamio and oh. Hotman. <laughs> Flamio uh, Hotman is so funny. I remember when my sister and I were watching it for the first time, and Ang was dressed up as the, you know, the student of the Fire Nation, and he was just going Hotman, 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 <laughs> yes. and that just like fucking killed us. <laughs> that is so. That that joke is so funny, and yeah. like I I was talking with my brother and saw a post about it too, where it's like it'd be like the equivalent of like an 11 year old from like 1920 uh-huh. coming in and then just like calling everyone like, Hey cat or hey, like whatever. And, <laughs> yeah, and just walk around like using old timey slang. Yeah. I was like, I love that so, so much. And, and the way he kept My doing it, yeah. like he never stopped. He was like, Flamio. <laughs> so cute. So mine's going to be, I think mine's going to be Hotman. Hotman. Okay. That'll be my unit of measure. That's great. I think for me, it's going to be kind of high. It's going to be, on on the high of the middle end, I don't mm. think it's a seven because that's a little too high for non-Star Wars things lately. We've been going <laughs> away from that a little yeah. bit. But, you know, then I don't know. We need to have like a, you know, like box office mojo. You can see how much movie a, a movie, how much money inflation. a movie made adjusted for inflation. We should have like <laughs> adjusted for the whims of Mike and Josiah, depending <laughs> on what time of year it is. Yeah. Adjusted for deflation, because back in the yeah. day we would give like just any blockbuster a seven. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to give it, I, I, honestly, the rubric kind of said what I was thinking I, I'm gonna give it six hotmen mm. because I feel like it's high but I don't feel like it's so up high and I also we didn't talk about this a lot but I think this this series is sort of executed almost flawlessly in my opinion and it has a clarity of vision and a clarity of purpose that it sticks with through all three seasons mm. and there are some Star Wars uh, things that do that but not all Star Wars stuff does that and so I think the way that this show is very good is the way that Star Wars is sometimes good, <laughs> but it doesn't have the short, it doesn't have like the drawbacks that sometimes you get with different Star Wars properties. Mm. So I think it, it maybe if it was a little more, if it was a little more inconsistent, maybe it would be <laughs> higher, but because it is so consistent, I'm just going to say a six. Six hot men. Hmm. I said it. <laughs> um, since I totally stepped all over your cabbages, Angela, you may now <laughs> present your closing statement. <laughs> um, I and this is on the record, Angela. Okay, oh boy. Oh my I'm gosh, I'm you that you are under oath, <laughs> and, you, and you, you will hear you will hear your own voice when you listen to this episode. So whatever you say, <laughs> stand by it. Whew, okay. Um. Well, I. I feel like thematically, so many things match up. Yes. Six feels just a little low. Yeah. Okay, seven, wow. Seven just feels a little too high. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if I can quite go to seven. 
So I'm going to say six cabbages and a half destroyed cabbage uh, <laughs> that, that I kneel over and go, my cabbages! Uh, so six and a half cabbages. That's perfect. Um, I love it. That's perfect. I already forget the unit of measure I am. Oh, yeah, those weird pirates. <laughs> um, I, first of all, would like to change my unit of measure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um... I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep it. Um, I I actually, I, I feel like I'm on the same page there. Like, it, we, we do have so much, like, history now of either six or seven, and, like, the difference between a six and a seven can be... <laughs> minute or just great <laughs> yes it's that that's where the exponential graph goes exponential yeah. you know that's where it, that's where it really really good yeah. starts to slow and we need to start flattening the curve <laughs> hey um that's what all, all, all that stuff you've been saying about flattening the curve has been about our rating system <laughs> in this show remember six months ago when that was a phrase people started learning about i feel like we haven't even said it since then anyway um yeah, I I think it is to I think a 7 is like where most Star Wars movies land. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. 7 feels high, but yeah, no, I think I agree with Angela. I think this gets this squeaks past a 6 ever so slightly. I think didn't one of the pirates have a bird? Yeah. Like a classic pirate parrot. It was like a lizard so. parrot. Oh, that's yeah, a lizard. Oh, reptile parrot. Yeah, it's, yes. it's an avatar animal. Um, I'm going to say it is six pirates. The one who has like definitely is wearing lipstick. And and <laughs> eyeliner. And eyeliner. Yeah. He's in there. Yeah, the like drag pirate. Yes. Um, and then fi- the the drag pirate what's the dread pirate drag pirate dread? Um dread <laughs> What's pirate- happening? What is that? There's there Someone Fra- who you, you you both read books. <laughs> dread Dread Pirate what? Dread Pirate Roberts, Roberts. from Princess Bride. <laughs> from Princess Bride. Dread Pirate Roberts. This is the Drag Pirate Roberts. Okay, there it is. Um, we got okay. there. We got go there. ahead and cut all of that, and then I'll get a clean one here. All right, and there we go. The Drag Pirate Roberts, <laughs> uh, and then the other five pirates, and then the Lizard Bird. It is going to be six and a half pirates. Um, out of a possible 10 pirates. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. It's a six and change mm-hmm. with my six uh, dragging it down just a little bit. Ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Um, well, uh, that's the show. And this is, we're, we're, mm-hmm. the, we, Mike and I have a new tradition of whenever we only have to record one episode in a night, it's extra long. It's so so long. you're welcome, <laughs> listeners. This might be our longest one to date. But once again, we had a guest and it is a lot of TV to cover. Um <laughs> So we should probably wrap up. This uh, has been close to the Shyamalan movie runtime. <laughs> oh, and no! On, and honestly, a no. better use of your time would be to listen to this episode. I think that movie was probably yes. much longer. Uh, oh, yeah. almost certainly. It was like probably three. <laughs> yeah, it'll feel a lot longer, whether or not it is. Although I will say we are longer than the runtime of the perfect movie, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, oh. which is uh, now a sin, so we have to stop the show. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, if you like the show, or wait, let's see. Oh, yeah, if you want to talk to the show, you can do what Angela has done and email us at agoodpodcast at gmail.com yeah. or tweet us at how Star Wars is it on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my, or my, be just like a otherwise like excellent model supporter. <laughs> yes. Such as Angela. <laughs> if um, we ever do, do a live show in person again, feel free to come see us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so my information, you can find my social and my website in the description. Mike's is there too. Mike, do you have anything video wise or anything specific? It's definitely too early to be able to know since we're like recording right. fairly well in advance. Hopefully. <laughs> Maybe a new video. Maybe. Go watch the old ones. Yeah. And you They're gotta good. get the code. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get the code. <laughs> Uh, Angela, would you like to plug anything specific or talk about the class or anything like that? Uh, yeah, definitely. The class is through Edge of Orion, and you can find out everything about it through edgeoforion.com. Um, it's great. It's like youth theater and education and inclusive theater. Um, and so it's super great. Check it out. It's great. I also have social media, but I, I, I think mm-hmm. I've tweeted like four times in yeah, however same. many years I've had it. So it's <laughs> not worth your trouble. To, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Edge but do of check... Orion, as in like Orion's belt, that spelling. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. That's so And check cool. that out, folks. Uh, Angela, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This yeah, is so was, much fun. It was so great to have you. It was so much fun. It was a joy. It was a pleasure. And you know all the sign-off phrases, I think. So <laughs> I do. It, it is about time for Tubby Bye Bye. What was the one that we recently said? Like time for Bubby Bye Bye? Did we say I that? I don't recently? remember. We say a lot of dumb <sighs> stuff, and then we and then we keep saying it yeah. for for months <laughs> and months and months. <laughs> But uh, yeah, let's try. Let's finish up. So, yeah. like we always say, we love you, and, and may, may the, the fourth, fourth be with you. Bye bye. Bye. But let's jump into the Starlight Pit, and then we'll come back and play a game. Whee! Woo! I jumped too. Yay! <laughs> How's it feel? How's it feel in the pit? I, it's surprisingly squishy. Yeah. You'd think it would be like... You'd think uh, it would have a lot more coins in it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Should be more money in here. There's a cent and dollar sign in the name. 